0: Last week, Pastor Young Ho, when he was preaching, he's the title of his message was this, When Bad Things Happen. And if you didn't hear that last week, I want to tell you you missed something amazing. But you haven't missed it altogether, you can listen to it on podcast. But that was the title of his message. And he showed us and he helped us to see that in our world, whether we are young children, whether we are teenagers, youth, whether we're adults or whether we're like Pastor Young who himself really, really old, bad things do happen. Yeah, bad things can happen to us, things that are unpleasant, things that we don't enjoy. But there were two really important things that we must remember and we must remember today as we go through today's message. Number one, it's this, that God is always good. In fact, the Bible says God is good and everything he does is good. Nothing that God ever has done or will do, is bad. It's completely good. And so, bad things happen in our world for this reason, because Satan, the Bible says, is the ruler of this world. And Satan is always, what? Bad, are the answers behind me. I thought they might be. Just seeing if you're watching. God is always good. Satan is always bad. The reason that bad things happen in our world today is because Satan is ruling our world and he only ever does bad things. God is not the creator of bad things. So listen, whether we're a a young child or an adult... When a bad thing happens in our life, something that we don't enjoy, something that's unpleasant to us, God is not the one that created that. God is not the one that created that experience. Now, today we're focusing in on family, which is really good because this is our Integrate Church Family Sunday. And when we're talking about bad things that happen. Sometimes, sometimes bad things happen in our families. Yeah. I remember when I was uh, a a young lad, it seemed as though bad things used to happen quite a lot, especially between my brother and myself. I have a brother who's just over three years younger than me, and we didn't get on too well. We used to fight, argue, and it seemed like almost all the time there was this bad atmosphere. This bad thing that was happening between my brother and myself. So, here we go. Children, are you sitting with your parents? Yeah? Good. Parents, you're, you're quite at liberty to put your hand over your child's mouth in the next few moments. Okay, because I'm going to ask a question here. Okay, you don't have to do that. What are some of the kind of bad things that can happen in our families? Hands up. I told you about me and my brother. We used to argue and fight. That was bad. What are some of the things that can happen? Not necessarily that happen in your family, but that can happen. Yes, you get sick. Absolutely. That happens sometimes, doesn't it? We can get sick in our families. Kids get sick. Sometimes parents get sick. What else? What other bad things can happen? Hands up. Adults, you can join in as well. Yes? Couples quarrel. You mean parents? Mum and dad quarrel or fight or argue. Yeah, that can happen. That's a bad thing. Okay, what else? What other bad things? Yes. Help me. Disagree. That's a good one. Sometimes in our families, we disagree. Sometimes children disagree with their parents. I can remember disagreeing with my parents, especially when my mum was asking me to tidy my room or help wash the dishes or change my socks. Yeah, we disagree. It can be a bad thing. What else? Lydia. Madness and sadness. Wow. I think Lydia is a poet. It's really good. Madness and sadness. Sometimes we can feel mad. Yeah? Something happens and we can get mad with each other. Or even we can get sad with each other. One more thing. Yes. Sorry? Yeah. We can trick illusion. We can cheat. We can tease one another. Yeah? Those things can happen. We can. My my father was a professional teaser. Seriously. And, and when I was growing up, I had to learn how not to tease, because it was hurtful. And we can we can get caught into that. And these are some of the bad things that can happen in our families. Now you mentioned the word illusion. There. Illusion is like a trick. It's something that happens. When somebody tries to make us believe that something is real, but it isn't. And when bad things happen in our families, whether we're children or whether we're adults, we can, we can become tricked if we listen to what Satan says. Because this is what Satan wants to tell us, especially when bad things happen in our families. He says, listen, God's plan for families just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And here's the evidence. Look at the bad things that are happening in our families. So before we, before we get rid of that illusion, that, that lie of Satan, let's learn what God's plan for families is. It's really simple and it's really clear and it's mega exciting. And I'm going to start off with God's plan for wives. Okay, are you listening, wives? Are you listening, wives? Good. This is God's plan for you, that you would be loved and you would be led by your husbands just like Jesus loves the church. That's a pretty good deal. But that's not just a dream. Listen, that's actually what the Bible says is God's plan For wives. Husbands. This is God's plan for you. Are you listening? Are you listening? Told you it would be interactive. God's plan. Is that you. As husbands. Are respected. And submitted to. By your wives. That's a pretty good deal. That's what God's word says. Is his plan. For you husbands. Children. Are you listening? Children, are you listening? Good. This is God's plan for you in your families, that you are shown what God is really like as your loving parents raise you. Wow. That is an amazing plan that God has got for us, that as we're children and we're growing up, Our parents are not not focused on are we good people, are we educated, are we smart, are we clever. But God's plan is that our parents show us what God is really like. Parents, here's God's plan for you. Are you listening? we caught on. Praise God. This is God's plan for you in relation to your children, that your children honor you. And obey you. That's God's plan. It's a perfect plan. It's a beautiful plan. And when we believe it and we live by it, those are the things that we experience in our families. Because this is God's plan for us. But the devil says, you know what? God's plan doesn't work. God's plan just doesn't work. So, when, when a family, when a family is a Christian family, so mum and dad, and the children, they love Jesus. We have a Christian family. Is it still possible that that family argues, or disagrees, or gets frustrated? What do you think? Is it possible? Is it possible that Christian families still argue or disagree or get frustrated? We don't do this in in church service very often. Let's have a vote. How many of you think that it is possible that Christian families still argue, fight, disagree? There we go. See, we're very verbal with our arms, not so verbal with our mouths. Yes, it is. Of course, it's possible. But here's the beautiful thing when those bad things happen, when we argue, we fight, we disagree, we're mad or we're sad, if we keep doing what God tells us to do, we can experience God's beautiful plan for our families. So, what is God's plan? We've looked at that. When we have arguments, when we have fights, when we are mad or sad, what can we do to make sure that we still have God's plan in our families? Five really simple things. Are you ready? Number one, love each other. You see, just because you're arguing with your kids or you're arguing with your parents, or you're arguing with your sister or your brother, doesn't mean that you have to stop loving them. Can you hear me? We can continue to love them, even if we're mad with them. Because love is not a feeling. Love is something that we have in our heart. You can feel mad with a person. You can feel angry with a person. You can feel upset. And at the same time, you can still love them. That's an amazing truth. The second thing that we can do is if we've got a problem or we're disagreeing, we can talk about it. Here's what so many people do. I know that you never do this. Kids, parents, I know you never do this, but some people, can you believe, when they have an argument, they go stomping off into their bedroom and bang, they slam their door. Can you believe it? Of course, we've never done that, have we? Silence, I'm not going to talk to you. Silence is sometimes the worst weapon that we can use. And one of the best things we can do when we have a disagreement or we're mad or sad or we're upset is talk to each other about it. Love each other. Talk to each other. The next thing, let God lead you. You don't have to stay mad or upset with that person. If you listen to what God says, he will help you to know what to do, how to talk about it. The fourth thing, here's the big one. You can actually say sorry. How many of you find saying sorry easy? That's what I thought. But it is so powerful to say, I'm sorry that I did this. I'm sorry that I said this. I'm sorry if you think I made you feel this way. Which leads us to the fifth thing. We can forgive each other. We can keep loving each other. We can talk to one another. We can let God lead us. We can say, I'm sorry for what I have done. And we can say, please, will you forgive me? And we forgive each other. You know what? Listen. Sometimes families get stuck. They get stuck with a problem that they can't resolve. And sometimes they get stuck for days. Where mum and dad just won't talk to each other. Where brothers or sisters... Just won't talk to each other. They're unkind to one another. And, and here's the amazing thing. If we follow God's way to love each other, talk to one another, let God lead us, say sorry and forgive one another. Most of the problems, most of the bad things that happen in our families can be over as quick as that. It's the truth. If we will let God, show us his plan. You know what? I know some families where people in the same family, brothers and sisters, or maybe children and parents, listen, they have not spoken to each other for 20 or 30 years because they're still angry. They're still upset. They don't believe that God's plan works. But my friend, when we put God's plan into action, when we obey Him, when we follow Him, we find that these things get resolved so quickly. And then we can enjoy family. Who wants to live in the same house with somebody who's grumpy with you? Or angry with you? Or doesn't want to talk to you? Doesn't want to be your friend? There's no need to. God's plan is that we can live together with his joy in our hearts. What about uncles? Dustin says he's an uncle. Yeah, Uncle Dustin. He used to be Teacher Dustin. But now he's a family man. So he's Uncle Dustin and Auntie Jamie. Yeah? So where do uncles and aunties and grandmas And grandpas all fit into this. If they're not living in the same home, they're not together with the same family. It's really easy. And adults, we're going to talk more about this next week, I believe. What uncles and aunties and grandmas and granddads do is that they love and support and they help and they encourage the whole family. The last thing that they're supposed to do is to take sides. Your daddy said what to you? What was he thinking? He must be crazy. He should not talk to you like that. That's not how aunties and uncles are meant to help. But rather to support the whole family. To encourage. Not to separate. So we all have our part to play. But Satan, you see, he wants us to believe that God's plan for families is doesn't work. And here we must remember some important things. What Satan says is completely the opposite to what God says. Completely. Sometimes it sounds the same, but it's the complete opposite. Remember, Satan is a liar. How many of you think that Satan lies all the time? Let me see your hands. How many of you think that he lies some of the time? Good. He lies all the time. In fact, the Bible says this. There is no truth in him. There is no truth. But God, on the other hand, always... How often? Always. Or if you're American, always... If you're English, always. However you say it, all the time, all the time, without fail, God always tells the truth. And so here comes Satan and he's trying to get us to believe that God's plan for family doesn't work. And I want to highlight three things that he speaks to us to try and convince us that what he is saying is right and what God is saying is wrong. So one of those things that he says to us is. God's plan is old fashioned. What does old fashioned mean? It means it's no longer relevant. It doesn't work. And Satan might say to you. Sure. When, when the Bible was written. Sure. God's plan for marriages worked. But no longer. Because. As a human race, we have developed, and we've moved on, and we've matured, and there are better ways to do family. No, that's a lie. That's a lie from Satan. Or he might say, sure, it worked in Bible times, or it worked in the country where Jesus lived, but it doesn't work anymore because it's old-fashioned. Shall I tell you what the Bible says? It says, all that you, God say, says can be trusted. Everything God says can be trusted. Your teachings are true and will last until next month. Is that right? Oh, no. Your teachings are true and will last until you die. Is that right? No. God's teachings are true and they last forever. So God's plan for families, is true. It was true the day he spoke it. And it will always be true. Because his word is true forever. We may not drive around in a car like that today. The first one I had wasn't that, wasn't that different, to be honest. My first car was a 1963 car. Most of you were not even thought of then 1963, it was a Mini, but not like you see them today. It was an old one with lots of rust. And that would be an old-fashioned car now. It, It probably would not be roadworthy. But the thing about God's Word is it never gets old. It never goes out of date. In fact, if you read your Bible, young people and adults, if you read it, this Bible, this book, is so up to date that there are things in there that haven't happened yet. Serious. But they will. God's word is true forever. The second lie that Satan tries to to tell us is this that God's plan for family is like a prison or it's like a jail. And he might come to he might come to a husband and say, "Oh, you don't need to be committed to your wife. You know, you can have friendships with other women. Or to the wives, you don't need to, to respect your husband. After all, he's not really worthy to be respected. He might say to children, Children, you don't need to obey your parents. You do what you want. You do what you please. Or he might say to parents, parents, now listen, don't be too harsh on your children. Let them do whatever they want. If they want to come to church service, then let them come. If they don't want to come, don't make them, because you'll you'll mess them up on the inside. Some of these little voices are, are familiar, I can tell. These are the voices of Satan, where he is saying to us, God's plan for family is a prison. You need to be free. You need to express yourself. Parents, don't discipline your children. Let them express themselves. Let them discover what is right and wrong. Yeah, and go visit them in prison when they've been locked away for 10 years. Really? No. God's plan for family always, always, always will work. Satan tries to lie to us and tell us that it won't and it won't because it's a prison. It's not a prison. This is what the Bible says. Jesus told people who had faith in him, if you keep on obeying what I've said to you, you truly are my disciples. Listen. Listen, he's saying this to people who are obeying what he says. He says, as you keep obeying me, you will know what the truth is. And actually, that truth will set you free. You see, it's the complete opposite to what Satan says. Satan says, God's plan restricts you. It's like a jail. But Jesus said, if you'll do what I tell you to, you will actually be free. Guess who I believe? Jesus. Thank you. Good man. Third and final lie that Satan tries to tell us. He says God's plan is impossible. So don't even try. Don't believe what he says. Give up. And what he'll do is he will highlight all the bad things that are happening. In your family. Fathers, if you get hit and you feel that you have not been a good dad, the, Satan will remind you of that. He will focus your, opinion, your thoughts on that all the time. Because he wants you to say, I give up. Mums, the same. Kids, you, you, you just don't know how to please your parents. And you say, I just give up. I just give up. And Satan says it's not possible. Now, listen, I've told you that Satan never tells the truth, and that's correct. But actually, if we try ourselves to follow God's plan, it is impossible. We can't do it ourselves. I am a father, I have three grown up children. I have 10 grandchildren, and counting. We'll see. I have 10 grandchildren. I'm obviously a husband. And my experience says this. By myself, by my own abilities, I can't be a good husband, a good dad, a good brother, a good uncle, A good grandfather. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3. Paul who wrote a lot of the New Testament. He says I pray that from God's glorious unlimited resources. God will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. That Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. You see, when we become a Christian, as Pastor Young-ho explained during our communion time, when we give our lives to Jesus, God gives us, Jesus gives us his spirit to live in us. Because he knows that without his spirit, we can't do life. We mess it up. We get it wrong. We make mistakes. We encourage bad things to happen. But my friends, here's the good news. God has given to every one of his children. His Holy Spirit. Who lives, who makes his home within us. Who is our strength. And who does enable us. To know how to take God's plan and say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we are going to experience God's plan for my family. Not because we are so brilliant, so clever, but because we know the power of God, His Spirit, Living in us. You know, sometimes I think we think the Holy Spirit only lives in us. So that we can kind of do, you know, spiritual things. Like things in church service. Maybe preach. Maybe teach children. And of course he does that. But my friends, young children, teenagers, youth, adults. The Spirit of God is given to us. To help us with everything. To help us to know how to be children in our family. How to be parents. How to be a husband. How to be a wife. The Holy Spirit is the very power of God. That enables you and I to see God's plan happen in our families. God's plan. The best. And it's possible by the Holy Spirit. Did you fill all your blanks in? Okay, just before you take them to Uncle Dustin. And I think Uncle Jason as well. <laughs> just before that, we're going to take just a minute to pray. And what we're going to pray is this. I want everybody to join me. Just praying quietly in your heart. We're going to ask that, that God's Spirit helps us to remember what Jesus has taught us today and, and right away, right away, believe that God will help us to put these things into action in our own families. Okay, so let's close our eyes for a moment. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for teaching us today from the Bible. Thank you that everything you say is true. Thank you that your plan is, for our families is beautiful so that we can enjoy each other. And and Jesus, I ask that you will help us not just to remember these things, but that immediately we will believe that you will help us to do these things in our homes and in our families. We pray this because we want you, God, to get all the glory. Amen.